0: tight, getting thin we got the flame inside and we keeping it hot you want to feel it too we'll light you up
1: what's going on geek you listen to geek's on the race podcast my name is Cody armor i'm here with Joe Morgan
2: yeah zoo
1: kelly walter <laughs> <Rar>! <laughs> And joining us a little later is going to be EDM Artist Focused. You may have heard the intro sounded a little bit different. That was actually uh, his music, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, So, yeah, we'll be asking him a few questions in a little bit. Uh, Oh, Patreon. Always got a shout-out for the Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com slash GeeksandGrace. Everyone who donates, you guys make our world happen, and we appreciate it. And also, for those not donating to Patreon and don't want to be donating monthly because you're scared of commitment, I get it, um, you could donate at youcaring.com slash 2017 Pledge Drive, one time thing, um, because we're doing a Pledge Drive March 2nd.
2: So yeah, anyways, Joe,
0: mm-hmm.
2: what do you get out about this week? So, pretty much the same stuff as last week, Fire Emblem Heroes playing the hot mess yes. out of that still. You guys got me in it. I'm playing it.
3: Yeah, we did.
2: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I have five five star heroes now. I've beaten the entire story once <laughs> through, and I'm going back on hard mode. Uh, and this weekend, I did the Dragon Rider event on the easy mode, the twenty five level twenty five mode. I just yeah. want to point
1: out how bugged I am about how systematic you are, because I've definitely played like half the normal, and then like half the hard. Like I uh, keep going back. Been... Why? Because I've done I can't when I I'll do the normal till I can't beat the normal and then I'll go back to the hard and do the till I can't beat the hard. And then by the time I've done that, I'm usually strong enough to beat more of the normal. I've Have done you
3: tried two the training
2: the tower yet?
3: I used, I, I hate use the, the heck tower. out of the training tower. I use the training tower more than I play the actual game. I always I yeah, probably
2: tower. should do that a little bit more. Did you know there's an auto battle function in the game? Oh yeah. Boom I forgot. Mind
1: blown Yeah. That, Someone else that helps listening, hopefully that. it's forgotten. Because
3: oftentimes when I'm using the training tower, it's because I got a new... um, Well, I use the training tower almost all the time just because I'm bored of like, hey, let's go to the training tower. But sometimes I use it specifically to um, train up one character. Like, I just got... I finally have... Um, two f- five star characters. I had I got Elise and I have Lynn. I just got Lynn today. So for both of them, getting them, it's like okay, you're level one. We need to train you up. So I would just go to train tower and like just have that unit, just kill everyone, and get right. a bunch of experience. Then move on up. So
1: that yeah, really have go
2: to go I'm a little behind. I got I got a five star Robin today.
1: Man, I, I want got Raven star Robin. because Raven I- is voiced by Bryce Pappenbrook, who is Kirito, for anyone who watches Sword Art Online. Um, and I basically have based all of my choices on characters on their voice acting. I got a
2: four-star Raven today, too. I want Raven. I don't have any Raven. I want Raven. It's, so, I looked. Um, I've, I've been playing very steadily since it came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, very steadily. Uh, I've dropped $10 Obviously. on it. And the $10 that I dropped, I got three three-star characters and, like, two four-star characters. Mm. So it wasn't really a good pull. I've got all my five-star characters off the free stuff that I've had to earn. Uh, and and it's totally luck, but still. Yeah. I, I love that I can enjoy the game and no money is required.
3: Yeah. No, it's so nice. Like, th- I don't understand, you know, my luck in the game because before I was not getting any five-star ones and then I finally was being smart and saved up to 20 and then I used, like, all 20 through... One go, and then on the last one I think is when I got Elise. Whereas today I got up to twenty, and I'm like, okay, let's try this again. The first one I did got Lin, and I'm like, should I even waste the rest of them? I I did end up doing them just in case, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I like the first time. Why didn't this happen before?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I it's I only I only do summons now once I get twenty. Yeah. 20 orbs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: See, I wait till I'm at 30. I don't know why, but 30 seemed like a proper number,
1: so now I wait. So, I don't like... This is a weird thing about me. This is just in general. Um, if something depletes to zero in anything, I feel completely unmotivated. Hmm. Like, so if I have zero orbs, because I've used all of my orbs, then I'm like... Because I, I got down to one orb, um, previously. And I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. I at one orb. I don't want to work for that many orbs again. Um... So I, I do thirty and it drops out to about ten or whatever eight, um, okay, and then I, I don't feel do like I've completely wasted my time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's funny. Uh,
2: I'm I'm really enjoying it though. Like still still playing it. In fact, you know I got all the ones on 3ds. I need to go back and play them. Then. And 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 this makes me feel like I want to go back and play them because I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um I. Also picked up Neo last week. I played some of it. I've beaten the first chapter of the game, but there's still quite a bit of stuff in the first chapter I've not done. It plays a lot like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. except it's you know Japanese samurai slash ninja type thing. I'm using an oak hammer. Oak hammer. I'm not. I want to make sure that that enunciates well. Okay, hammer. And yes, and uh, so there are several primary missions, and in each of the primary missions, there are these little. Hidden happy guys called Kodama, mm-hmm.
3: and
2: you can get a blessing from the Kodama. And the more of them that you find of a certain type, the the better the blessing is. So, like if you got if you get all five of a certain type, it's like you get twenty five percent extra experience points, or you got a five percent better chance to find armor drops or weapon drops or whatever healing items. Uh, and and they're hidden. And I'm kind of playing this sort of game as a completionist. So I'm I'm trying to find every single little Kodama, type thing. Um, cool. I love it,
3: hmm.
2: and I'm I'm having a real, real good time with it. You can play with friends and all kinds of stuff. Awesome. That look on Chili's face made me wonder what was going on.
3: Sorry, your microphone went super weird for like a little bit, and I wasn't sure if it was just me. It, it could have just been just you. me. Okay, good. That's a good thing. I just wasn't sure. Because I was like, that was weird. I didn't want to say anything, though. So it's my
2: (laughs) Okay, we'll pick back up from there. Uh, And then finally, um, apart from all of the Japanese demon killing and all of the hero kingdoms I've been trying to save, I finished Stranger Things Season 1. Yeah, so I'm ready for Season 2 now. Did you get scared? No. That's good. No, I think the first couple episodes were the creepiest. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's why, like, it's creepy, but it's not necessarily scary. It's <laughs> what yeah. generally I've gotten out of Stranger Things, which is why I enjoy it, because I'm not a fan of, like, straight-up scary gore, like, just for the, the heck of it. It's, everything they do is, like, you know, there's kind of a reason, I feel like, even if it's just to put you on a little bit of edge. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Shelly, you're frozen, if you're wondering. She's probably still talking. Oh... Oh! Oh, there we go. That was weird. Oh, <laughs> and
2: then it was, like, back.
3: What? <laughs> okay. Where did I stop? You are saying something about
2: Stranger Things.
3: That's why you guys were making weird faces at me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys mocking my opinions on Stranger Things? My goodness. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think everything is Stranger Things, they just, it's creepy, but it's not scary, unnecessarily. You know, they everything they put in they put in for a reason and which i think is really cool so
2: yeah yeah i'm really curious to see how season 2 is going to play out now mm-hmm. especially now that i know how season 1 played out yeah so i
3: i want to I want to ask you questions about it, but I don't want to like spoil it to anyone who
2: hasn't. Right, I accidentally so. said something today on a on a break walk at work. There were five of us in a group, and I was talking to the one other guy that had finished it. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, it's it's about this thing and this thing, and and I turned it. I immediately stopped and I was like, oh no, was, was that? I hope I didn't just say a spoiler. That's kind of spoilery, not super spoilery, but still kind of
3: like enough. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and I regret it (laughs) so if you're listening Drew I'm sorry (laughs) and that's all uh, that's all that I've been geeking out about this week how about you Shelly
3: okay well um, I have been playing a lot of Fire Emblem and we already kind of talked about Fire Emblem so I probably don't need to touch on it anymore but it's just it's great that it's actually an iOS game that's keeping me going but it's yeah. also weird because I'm playing it more and I want to play it more than the actual video games I paid for on like my computer or 3DS or whatever, my PS4, like I haven't played Final Fantasy in a while. Um, I know once yeah. I start, I'll never stop, but at the same time, I just don't really have time. It's just nice, you know, like between classes or something, I could just do around super quick. I don't know, it's great. Um, we, I'll stop talking about that. Uh, also... It's,
2: I, I love it. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. It's... Yeah. Ugh,
3: it's I love it. Um,
2: oh, I meant to say this earlier. I, I looked today. I have 40 unique heroes right now. Hmm. Dang.
3: I don't have two... I don't have that many. Like, like 22 or 25. Something like that. I don't know. I don't have a ton. But. I'm doing the,
2: the daily the daily you know there's a different one every day yeah. yes
3: i try so. to always do those but sometimes i have forgotten at least once or twice to do them yeah but oh well it's fine they're they're usually not that strong anyways so it doesn't matter to me uh besides that so uh i go to this nerd club on campus uh they meet every tuesday night and for this week well last week tuesday because we record on mondays uh, the session was all focused on world building, which I thought was super interesting and fine. Um, I actually brought my roommate, who usually doesn't go to the, that club, but she writes stories and worlds and stuff. And it was just really cool, you know, thinking about, like, how does one create, like, a fantasy or sci-fi world for either D&D or, like, a story um, and stuff like that. And we made, like, had this activity where we were given a name of a plant or species or um, place and we would have to just from the name try to figure out like okay what type of place would this be or what type of thing would this be um, just from our imaginations and it was just really cool um,
2: That is neat, yeah
3: Yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun uh, I'm not usually one who's good at that sort of thing because I'm not really not that I'm not creative I guess but I'm not really like a writer, I'm not really someone who just creates worlds automatically but um yeah, it was really cool. It's just thinking a little bit more in perspective about how people like you know Tolkien and you know C. S. Lewis oh, came yeah. up with <laughs> their amazing award-winning worlds, like, um, lore and languages. Exactly. and Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's crazy. It's super cool though. Um, uh, and played more D and D as well. Uh, last night and the most insane thing happened. It was just, it was so great. So at the beginning. Of this session, I rolled two ones in a row, which is bad because rolling a one. Yeah, is that's a critical failure. Yeah, that's rolling a one. If you don't know, you don't play D anD. D. You get either a crit, like a successful crit, which is a twenty. Um, mm-hmm. But on the other side, flip side, if you roll a one, that's a critical failure. So you basically, the worst thing that could happen basically happens. Um, right. <laughs> typically, so I almost died, but I didn't. Somehow, somehow lived. Uh, but it's a miracle. I mean, but then at the end of the session, uh, we were fighting this basically this big demon, um, and we have a paladin and a cleric on our team. So they like to use holy damage and they like to smite people, which is all sorts of fun. Uh, Wouldn't you? Hmm. Oh. I would smite people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so one of our our paladin rolled a twenty on a very powerful, um, like holy damage attack. And I think it ended up being he rolled 16 D8s and got up to 86 damage in one hit, which is insane already. But that wasn't enough to kill uh, the demon. So then the cleric went and he rolled a 20 and ended up rolling 20 D6s Um, and I don't actually remember on top of my head how much that was. I think it was in the 60s though. All in all, it was just super hype. We were going crazy because it's like that was two twenties in a row. Like that's so much damage, and ah, like. It was, so did y'all
2: end up beating it?
3: Oh yeah, beating for sure. the thing down. Yeah, that was okay. it. It was finished very quickly after that. It was just like man, like <laughs> it was just times like that that remind me of like why I love D and D so much. You know, just the swear like you know just the pure randomness of like something like that happening. It was just it was super exciting. Um, so I want to share that. Uh, what else? So, I've never followed the Nair series. Is it a series? Or was there just one before? Uh,
2: I know I know that there was one before. I'm not sure if there were any before that or not, but I I played it, and it was a very weird game.
3: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I saw a trailer for Nair Automata. Automata?
2: Uh, automata. automata sure. yeah. uh,
3: uh-huh. Shut up. I already made that joke. I'll um, <laughs> <laughs> you to it. But it looks... Very cool. That's all I really wanted to say. <laughs>
2: the I mean, new Nier looks really cool. Uh, it, it looks, in my opinion, better than the one I've already beaten. Mm-hmm. It's just such a weird story and weird characters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping this one's better. Makes a little bit more
3: sense. It, what it looks like is uh, just sort of human versus machine type deal. and It looks actually kind of similar to Final Fantasy in the sense where, uh, at least when it was advertised finding, like, this huge machine, and I looked into it, and, you know, apparently you could do, like, 3D classic art action RPG fighting, but you can also do, like, a 2D side-scrolling type thing. Um, so there's different, like, styles of gameplay that's implemented in the game, and it looks, I don't know, I think it looks super-duper cool. And so I'm stoked that it's coming out on PS4, because I, I got a PS4 now! I can buy it! I can get it! <laughs> Although, I think it will be coming out the PC eventually, but... Uh. Why wait?
2: Are you getting are you getting Horizon next I, week? I
3: I probably won't be getting it next week, but I will be getting it eventually because that game looks amazing. Okay. One of the other reasons it I got it is cool because I'm just like yeah. I got to get that game. That looks yeah. amazing. Um gosh, yeah. That's finally coming out. That's so exciting. It yeah. seems like it's been forever. It's been advertised for so long. We
1: saw but the giant thing in PAX.
3: Yeah, the big thing yeah.
2: in packs around.
3: Oh, that
1: was
2: really cool. uh, and and yeah. I've I've heard early rumblings about it and they've all been good. That's
3: good. God. I would hate for this game to be a disappointment. That'd be so yeah. sad. So
2: I'm I'm super jazzed for it.
3: Yes. Alright. Uh what else? Uh Marvel released a video of Infinity War. It's not a trailer, per se, per se. It's, it's weird, but I like it. It's like the actors sort of saying, like, hey, it's like our you know, first day on set and blah blah and just the fact that you could see Robert Downey Jr. So, like, you can see Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Spider Man all just standing there talking. And I'm like, this is going to be so it was cool. Star they Lord. talked about how many, yeah, and Star Lord. They <laughs> talked about how many heroes are going to be in this thing. And it's mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I just got really hyped about it all of a sudden. Um, I mean, obviously, they just released that showing that, you know, like, they're working on the movie. So it's still going to be, obviously, a while. But. Right. It's, I'm still so excited about it. <laughs> I loved hearing... Uh,
1: I can't remember the actor's name for Spider-Man. I can never remember the kid's name.
3: He has but an I, accent!
2: Uh, yeah. Johnny Appleseed. It's so no.
3: cute. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's, that's I didn't right. expect it. But <laughs> Tom
1: I love hearing him talk about the movie. He was like, Tom Holland, that's it. Yeah. Um, he's like, I never expected to be in one of these movies. And then I thought about it. The first Iron Man movie that came out was like eight years ago. Yeah. So he was probably like 12. Yeah. or maybe even younger. Oh, um, my gosh. So it was really yeah. interesting. He, like, grew up with these movies and now he's in them. That's got to be a really cool experience.
3: No, for sure. Yeah. My gosh. Um, But, yeah, so there's that. And kind of on the flip side to the DC side, we got a trailer for Teen Titans Judas Contract, which yeah. I will probably see because I don't watch DC movies. Let's be honest. I You need to watch all these animated movies. Slack them and... But I watched, uh, obviously watched Teen Titans growing up, and I mm-hmm. watched Teen Titans vs. Justice League, and I really liked that. They're taking the same Teen Titans from Teen Titans versus Justice League, and they're making a movie with them. And it's going to be Judas Contract. It's the same characters. Uh, they released a little type of, like, clip of when Starfire first comes to Earth and meets Robin and the rest of the game. And it's...
1: I think it's Dick Grayson's Robin from the old Teen Titans. Yes,
3: that's... Yeah, Dick Grayson's Robin. But there's different... Like, you... The classic Teen Titans that the show was, it was Robin and Raven and Beast Boy and Cyborg and Starfire. Classic for Uh, us. Yeah, so classic for us. But in that clip, it's Robin and Beast Boy. So they're the same. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Starfire comes in. But you also have Kid Flash, Bumblebee, yep. who is a character. And Kid Flash,
1: I believe, is reprising his role from
2: uh, Young Justice. I think it's the same oh, character.
3: I've cool. been watching
2: a little bit of Young Justice, too. Yeah, so good.
3: Yeah, so, um, and Bumblebee, who's a character in Teen Titans, but she wasn't really part yeah. of like, the main core team. And uh, what's-his-face, the Arrow guy? I don't remember his name.
1: Um, Speedy. He's
3: Yeah, him. And who was also a or character, right arrow, or, but wasn't uh, part of the main group. Arsenal. Those yeah, there. so they're taking a different approach. They, like, are showing it in a sense where, like, this is how it happened didn't exactly happen like the show that we're used mm-hmm. to, but here's what happened, and I think that's, you know, that's cool. That's fine. doesn't have to be perfect. Like, doesn't have to be connected directly to that. But I still I still really like the Teen Titans, so I'm probably going to watch it. Um, it's really
1: interesting because, like, everyone's considered this to be the new 52 I thought, and the comic books are probably going to probably tear me apart. Um, the New 52 Teen Titans aren't these Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting as well. Um,
3: yeah. Because Damien
1: uh, Wayne is in this one. Right. And I love... I I hate Damien Wayne. but Who's he? He is uh, Bruce Wayne's son. But he was oh. raised by Raj, uh, Raj Al Ghul. Um, and it he he's a terrible little murder child and he's a brat.
3: <laughs> Accurate. At least terrible little gotten,
2: what? Um, he's a terrible little murder child. I, I thought you said murder child, I just wasn't <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> I've like,
1: never again. heard anybody referred
2: to <laughs> as a murder child. <laughs> he's with, he's raised
1: by the League of Assassins. So and now he's like in the real world, so he's like you uh Batman's like you can't kill people. So now he's just a brat. He's just a like super yeah, self entitled. He's yeah, yeah, and it's really yeah. sad. They made me feel for him in Teen Titans, and I was really mad about that, because I don't want to feel for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's gets put in with all these other kids in uh, Teen Titans vs. Justice League, and um, you realize, like, he didn't get to grow up. And it's like, oh.
3: Yeah, it feels, but... He was
1: stabbed in the grow-up. <laughs> <laughs> you could say it was murdered. Because he's a murder uh, child. Uh, whatever. Speaking of... Um, I don't know if i gonna anything on you, Shelley, but uh, no, I Justice that League was stuff. my
3: last thing. You go.
1: Perfect segue. Uh, I actually ended up watching Justice League Dark, uh, that just Ooh. came out, I believe, February eighth. Um, and it is rated R. It is part of that whole series, so it's part of the Justice League, uh, War, Justice League versus Teen Titans, same universe. Um, it, it is rated R, and they set the tone immediately, which was really uncomfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know what Justice League Dark is, it's run by. John Constantine um, and Xantana. and uh, so it's very uh, it's the supernatural world of Justice League so Superman and Batman can't fight ghosts and demons very well um, and so there's the Justice League Dark which handles that kind of stuff uh, but it's there's a lot of death in the beginning and it is pretty brutal um, so like I said, set the tone but it wasn't like that throughout the whole movie it wasn't uh, I mean, it was still there, but it wasn't to the extreme that it is as soon as it opens. Yeah. Uh, if you're okay with, you know, like, they had the the Baphomet star thing, the Satanist star thing um, in the beginning, and I know a lot of Christians get super uncomfortable about that. Uh, me, it doesn't bother me. It's a work of fiction. Uh, and if you look at Constantine Comics, it's, like, based on Christian ideas, but uh, terribly based on Christian ideas. Uh, they don't really know... Seem to know what they're talking about uh, when they're doing John Constantine stuff, but it's it was really interesting. There's a lot of stuff. Batman's in it, trying to kind of tying everything one together. Batman. And Batman, who doesn't believe in magic, uh, is fantastic because he's just not used to that sort of thing. So that's that's been really fun to watch. So yeah, I, I recommend it if you like the Justice League War movies, uh, if you like Justice League versus Teen Titans. All those kind of movies. Uh, definitely check that out. I I watched a lot of stuff this week. Watched Finding Dory. It is not as good as Gerald.
3: Finding Nemo. <laughs> Gerald! still my favorite. Ooh.
1: Not we as good as Finding Nemo. Problem. I was a little disappointed. But well, yeah. that end credit scene is amazing.
3: Yes. It's still
1: pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, I liked it. Uh, it just... I really like, Fighting Nemo's close to my heart. I grew up, like, I was in 6th grade, 5th grade, when Fighting Nemo came out.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Sorry, Joe. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it was, I, I grew up with it. It was my childhood. So, I appreciated it, but I think it was too short. Might have been part of it, too. Only an hour and a half long, and I was like, I need more. I felt like everything went by so fast.
3: They have like a lot of really good characters in it. It's just they don't really do a whole lot expanding those characters. I mean, there's like this whole thing with Hank the octopus. Like, I mean, I don't want to be spoilery or anything, but like they always they infer that like something happened with him in the past, and you want to know what happened, and you never see it. And I'm just like, gosh, dang it, Hank, you're so great.
1: I did. Well, I want to know Hank. more
3: about. I was just like how did all of the you know creatures get in that you know institute or whatever. Like I want to know. Um, yeah. But we don't get to, and it's just a little sad. But, you know.
1: Um. Yeah, so overall, yeah. Overall, it was good. It's a good family, uh, movie. Also on Netflix is Cyborg 009, which I guess is a show based off of an old classic anime. Um, guys that made like Astro Boy. Correct me okay. if I'm wrong, LJ. I'm basically Foster. regurgitating LJ's knowledge. Uh, It is weird CGI animation. Uh, I watched a couple episodes, was kind of bored. As soon as they were like, uh, I've never seen a cowboy control the weather before, I was kind of over (laughs) it. And that's completely out of context. But uh, it was a really lame line, and I was like, I I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, The animation is very similar to Knights of Sidonia and Ajin. But they've done better with it. And I will uh, say that. That uh, the, the animation is like those, only better. So if you watch Knights of Sidonia, you might like it. Um, I, I don't like that animation style. Even though it's improved, it is easier to watch the Knights of Sidonia, Just not my, my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I'll see. I want to probably watch the season. I try to watch a full season. Uh, and then, just going back and through my list here, Walking Dead came out. And everyone. Is... I'm
2: gonna watch that episode tonight. I ha- I haven't heard anything about it. Oh no worries, I'll tell you everything right now. This is what happens. Ah. <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> no, um, as implied in the last season, uh, last mid-season finale, whatever. Um, they are on a, the up and up. That's that's all I'll say, and that's nice. I'm glad that there's some spirit put back into the show because that last season was very. Um, Unspirited and very sad and hard to watch. Um, I'm glad that everyone is um, in the same mood that they kind of left in that last that last episode. So walk it in, and then I'll, I'll finally get to stop talking about Resident Evil. Uh, I've talked about Resident Evil the last like three weeks unintentionally, but uh, watch the Resident Evil movie in theaters. It was good. It was as cheesy as the rest of them. The only thing I didn't get in. The, allow me to get on my soapbox for a minute. Um, they randomly brought in this idea, and it's a spoiler, I guess, but not really. And it's Resident Evil, so who cares about the plot? Um, uh, the bad guy is a Christian. And so, like, there's, it's always weird to me when the make villains Christians. I don't, I don't get that, where they're, like, Christians who have twisted scripture. And, um, basically, (laughs) the zombie...
3: Makes sense in Hunchback of Notre Dame, but (laughs) in everything else.
1: Yeah, like... He, so his whole basis on everything, this whole zombie apocalypse, was the Flood, Noah's Flood. And he's like, it worked for God, it'll work for us. Um, and so, that's just, it's really, really weird to me. I don't know how to feel about it, because one thing that I did like, and probably nobody's going to see it this way, but, uh, you do have a very smart scientist who's capable of destroying the world, so we know he's intelligent, admit that the Flood happened. Um... Because he completely states it back, he's like, "It worked, it right here in this book. We know that this happened." And I was like, "That's that's cool," but then I'm like, "You're also a terrible human being, and nobody wants your uh, yeah. your motives at all. No one wants to be you." Um, so that, it's weird because I don't usually get upset about Christians being portrayed incorrectly in Hollywood. It just seemed th- this is like the sixth movie, and it's never been mentioned before, and hmm. so that seemed off to me that they were like, "Oh yeah." We're going to make him super religious now, even though he's, you know, not been religious thus far. Um, So, I I don't know. Anyways, uh, we'll talk about what we're geeking out in the news in just a little bit. But as I said, we do have an interview with Focus. Uh, We're very, very excited to have him on. So, I'll let LJ do his magic and cut wherever he needs to here. A few moments later. So, as we said earlier, we have focused on the podcast. We're going to be asking him a few questions. Uh, And there's probably quite a few listeners who may not know who you are. So, the first question is extremely broad, but I wanted you to have lots of freedom with it. And that question is, in your own words, what is your story? Who is focused?
0: Okay. So, um, I've been on the Geek Center Grace page a few times, and I've seen a fellow couple fellow producers on there. Um, Jeremy James Whitaker gets on there a lot. Matthew Parker gets on there a lot. Um, So I know those guys. I've been hanging out with them and talked with them for a while. But my story, I guess, I was raised in Colorado. um, In high school... I'm going to take these off. (laughs) Um, In high school, I started listening to electronic music a little bit. I actually heard it first in a skate video and then I looked it up with one of my friends and I was like, what is that noise? What is that sound? What is that music? So I looked it up and I was like, this is really cool, really interesting. Um, and I looked it, looked it up and I listened to Rusco, which is back when like dubstep itself, in my opinion, first got big and first started making an impact to people's ears. But um, through high school, I listened to it. I started going to shows, stuff like that. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with the music itself and the undergroundness that came with it. Cool. So, yeah. What is, uh,
1: yeah, how did you, um, go from that to a Christian or have you always been a Christian? What's kind of your, your Christian story?
0: So, um, a long time ago, right after I graduated, I just had, I think it was my... Um, 19th birthday, 18th birthday, right after high school. So, um, I actually was making music a lot. I was raised in a Christian home, stuff like that. I went to Christian schools my whole life. Um, so it was really awkward trying to get a bunch of Christian kids to come to my shows. Right. At these, like, weird clubs downtown and stuff <laughs> when I was in high school. But um, I got out of high school. Um, I was making music for a little while. And... I believed in Jesus my whole like senior project actually was like how I'm going to make a Christian impact in this music scene and like how I'm gonna like get that started and stuff like that and then um, I actually during high school uh, I went through a pretty dark phase I would say and I started experimenting with a lot of bad things in this scene Mm -hmm. like drugs mostly and just getting connected with the wrong people but um, at the same time I met a lot of people that could help me out and could help get my name out there stuff like that so um, after I graduated after my senior year um, I went I was hanging out with some guys that I knew and we were talking music and we went to a show and we were hanging out and they were like hey come hang out with us and VIP and do all that and I was like alright cool VIP you know and in the meantime like that Past week, I think it was, I was sending like a mini album, an EP, out to a bunch of labels across the nation just to see if anybody would like pick it up or see who wanted who what they thought of it or if yeah. anybody wanted to sign it. So um, that night we were hanging out, went to this guy's house afterwards, and he's like, "Hey, so we're starting this thing next year. It's called EDM.com, and it's still to this day is one of the biggest, I would say, like electronic music." Blogs, websites, you know, distribution places. Okay. And it has a lot of, like, people that look at it, and it's just pretty big. So I was like, really? Okay, cool. And the guy told me, he's like, so we're starting this thing, and I saw that you um, were connected with all these labels, and we saw that you kept shooting your EP out to all these labels. And he's like, we like it. It's interesting. It's new. It's local. And we want to sign some of your songs when we launch it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I did that, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is really, is it still going?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, it's still going. Sorry. All right. It's freezing up on me. Are you you guys hearing okay? Yeah. Okay. Joe froze up. Sorry.
0: Okay, I'm going to restart, kind of. So I went to this guy's house, and he told me um, that he would sign my music to the thing they were starting, the website they were starting, the label, whatever the whole collective and in that moment to me god was like no like i heard my heart speak i heard the lord like he was like no i don't want you to do this this is not the plan i have for you and i felt like this like urgency in my stomach kind of or in -hmm. my spirit and i left i like ran out of there um i told i told my friend who drove me i was like yo my mom told me i have to be home like We gotta go. And he's like, Really? Come on, man. They're gonna like show us new music and this and that. And we're doing, you know, drugs and all this stuff. And he's like, I was like, We gotta go. Like, something's not right. So we left. And on the way there, I was talking to my friend and I was like, Dude, like, what if, like, they told me they're gonna sign me and do this thing and all that. Like, what if God doesn't want me to do that? He's like, and he was a good friend. He answered it correctly. And he was like, You know, if you feel like God's not, you know, telling you to do this, then don't do it. Like, trust your heart in that, so I went home, and I kept praying, like, all night, I was like, Lord, if this is you talking to me, like, you need to say something again, like, I put my heart into this, like, music, and I wanted to get out there, and this and that, and he's like, he's like, and I didn't get any response, you know, so I didn't get, like, a response, like, I felt like I did when we were there, and I was like, okay, so I was like, I'm gonna open the Bible, look for some answers, um, and this was at like 2 in the morning or something so I opened the Bible and to me I hear the Holy Spirit speak for like the first time through the word that I've ever like heard him before and it was really cool I like started crying emotional breakdown everything and I just like was like I'm not this is not my time for this I'm not supposed to do this so I went online I literally deleted everything do you Um, remember
1: what the passage was? that you had read?
0: It was something in Proverbs. Like I literally just opened the Bible and I was like, Lord, like you need to talk to me. And I was reading Proverbs and something. It was more the Holy Spirit relating what I was reading to the scenario I was in Mm -hmm. right there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to like stop (laughs) this from happening. This is not right, this (laughs) is not Jesus. So I like deleted all my stuff, all my music, all my like pages I had. Um, I went through, I kind of went crazy. And at that point, I was completely sobered up, and I was just like, I need to, like, make this not happen. So I threw, like, I threw everything away. I threw all my T-shirts away, all the CDs I had, like, anything to do with this music. I kind of just kind of had a breakdown and, like, threw everything away. And my mom was like, she woke up at, like, 3 in the morning. She was like, Tyler, you need to go to sleep. (laughs) I need to go to work in the morning, so can you just do this tomorrow? So I went to sleep, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this in the morning. So I woke up in the morning, and... I just felt this like peace over me I felt this light like shining and it was like really cool and I just felt like a lot of peace after that so I got rid of everything and I stopped doing music for a long time and I actually quit my job and did a lot of like drastic life changes in that moment and I was like God is like pursuing me like he's calling me something like it was more real than it has been in the past and I've been like a Christian and mm-hmm. I've gotten baptized and stuff before this but, like, this was real to me. So, oh, there we go. And, check one, two. <laughs> cool. And, so, yeah. it became real to me. And then, about a year later, when I was pursuing the Lord a lot, and I was learning to hear the Holy Spirit and what that actually, you know, who He actually is, what that actually means. And one day, I was driving home from work, and all these signs that I was, like, looking at while driving home there was letters in them that like illuminated to me and i was like okay i'm supposed to remember this and it spelled out p h o c u s t and i was like okay <laughs> that's crazy i was like jesus is this you if it is you what does this mean and i almost heard him audibly like it was pretty clear and he was like i want you to do music again and i was like really i was like i literally just threw everything away Like, a year ago, I just, like, got out of this scene, got disconnected with the people I was supposed to get disconnected with. And he's like, no, it's okay. I'm going to set things up for you, but I want you to stay focused on me. And that kind of, like, I cried all the way home. (laughs) I cried all the way home and just, like, lost it. And I was like, all right. And I told some friends of mine, I was like, guys, this is what I feel like God's telling me to do. Like, I'm scared. And they're like, we'll pray for you. Like, we'll pray with you, whatever you need but we, sh- we want you to obey him. Like, we want you to do this. And I was like, all right. So I made a song, and the, the first song I made was Firestarter. Okay. She heard it. And that was, like, the first song I made doing music again. So. Mm-hmm. If
1: I remember correctly, yeah. and I don't remember if this is right or not, but I want to say what I asked you. So me I met Focus a couple years ago, um, at Red, or a year ago, Red Converse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a year ago now, almost exactly.
0: Ah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think when I asked you what your favorite song was, it was either Thrusters or Firestarter. That I made? Yeah. But mm-hmm. well, yeah. I want to say you said that it was Firestarter was your favorite.
0: Yeah, it was, that song, You might have told me both. I think Thrusters was a different, it's definitely a different, like, tempo and vibe for the song. So it was more fun writing, because it's a lot mm-hmm. more bouncy and funky and stuff. But Firestarter will always have, like, home to me in yeah. my heart. So, like, it's a good song. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I actually cool. just did a show... Um, recently, and I did more of, a, I guess you could say, live performance of the song. I yeah. um, played guitar with it and stuff like that. kind oh, of how really? I originally, that's cool. Wrote it again, so it was really cool being able to do that. So
2: awesome. Hmm. So I got a, I got a question for you, focused. Uh, what exactly? How would you describe Christian EDM? Like, what is, what is your definition of it? How does that Set like how do how do you set that apart from, you know, like uh, Dead Mouse or somebody like that? Like, um, I, I listened to Thrusters today. Like, if somebody was coming to you not knowing anything about your background, like, how would you use that as a ministry tool?
0: That's a really good question. So, to me, I don't know if I clarify myself just yet as like a Christian EDM artist. I understand the importance behind it and the heart behind that. And I know a lot of Christian EDM artists, I would say. But I come at it from a more of a different angle where I, like, dive into the culture and the world and, like, go out there um, as an EDM artist, but, like, that knows Jesus, that is saved Mm -hmm. by Jesus, and that is Christian. And, like, I represent that a lot. Like the
1: not-a-Christian artist, but an artist that is a Christian type thing. Exactly. And it's, like,
0: trying to dive into the world instead of staying more in the Christian like the safe zone. Yeah. Which is not there's nothing wrong with that. But kind of more embracing the world. And it's very sketchy sometimes I would say. (laughs) But it's a lot more real to me and it's a lot more um I feel like what Jesus has in my heart for me. And that's not for everyone, but it's kind of
1: Have you ever had anyone approach you at a show that wasn't a Christian that was like, you know, ask you anything Mm -hmm. um ministry wise?
0: Yeah, I've actually I've gotten the opportunity to pray for people at shows and just super go out cool. and kind of just uh, share I love, <laughs> love. Like, I'm not always super religious to people and saying, hey, you need to repent or, you know, right. like, you need to follow Jesus. But sometimes I get the opportunity to actually tell them my story or tell them about Jesus or say, hey, like, I bet if you try this, God will totally, you know, show his love for you and do something. So That's awesome. cool. So it's really cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that.
3: Okay, well, my question is kind of stepping away from the. Um, bunch stuff a little bit I like EDM I was just curious as to you already touched a little bit on sort of uh, your influences and inspiration mm. artist wise but I was hoping maybe you could go in a little bit more into it like who are like artists you listen to and like try to um, I don't know inspire your work
0: I guess mm-hmm. um, it's sort of all over the board right now um, and it's always different but I have some artists that are definitely some inspirations from day one And for me, I like... I mean, I'm the dubstep guy, so I like artists like Zomboy. I don't know if I like Skrillex too much, but I give him (laughs) credit for what he did starting, you know, dubstep and stuff and helping it gain notice and attraction. But um, I like Zomboy. There's a lot of new artists. Um, I like Jansen and Dirt Monkey are some of my faves, and these are some guys that I've been acquainted with since I started making music a while back and their music it always like stood out to me and I don't know right now I've been listening to a lot of like reggae music honestly and just kind of kind of trying to like incorporate that into some new music so that's kind of cool but um I'm trying to think of artists you may know um so Zomboy is definitely up there um, I like Chime a lot. He's a good friend of mine. I get to talk to him, and he has a really cool sound design. Um, Sultan is cool. He has very, like, it's more of like an Indian, Egyptian kind of okay. sound and stuff, and it's really cool with all that. He's really good at his drums. And then my favorite artist that still, in my opinion, is like the best um, pro- producer from a producer standpoint, and also as a comp like, from a, making compositions, like mm-hmm. a composer almost, like, Must Die it's definitely... Must Die. His, his production is always on point, and his sound design is, like, next level, mm-hmm. and from the, like, dirty bass lines to even, like, the awesome, like, organized synths that, like, start the intro and, like, make it a full song, like, give it feeling and give it emotion, he's definitely, like, my favorite, so... cool. But yeah, oh,
1: who see. kind of in the same vein of this? Uh, you've shared the stage with a lot of big names. Who have you been most excited to share a stage? with? I guess not share a stage, but you know, um, have sets after. Before, yeah. So.
0: Um. It can go both ways because hear this podcast.
1: Yeah. And everyone else will judge. No. Right. <laughs> all no, the other like, artists <laughs> will be like, "Oh, he didn't like me."
0: Right, because <laughs> no, no, it's like it can go both ways though. Because I've opened for. Um, Said this guy before, and he's a local artist here. and He's actually gaining a lot of momentum, a good friend of mine, and he's he was really cool to play a show with. And then on the Christian side of things, the like Christian shows that I've played, I def we played after Switchfoot one night, yeah, which was really cool. Oh, wow! So, That's, well, yeah, we were like f- waiting for Switchfoot to like take all the gear off the stage <laughs> sure. so we can like set up the like turntables and everything. So that was pretty cool, um, but that. I would say the coolest artist I've got to share a lineup with would be Family Force Five. They are definitely 5, insane, yeah. and they have an awesome live show. It was okay. an awesome show. It was a
1: great show. I've, I was there. So, it's weird, just like, it's yeah. weird to think that. I'm like, oh
0: yeah, I, I've lived with that. They, they, put on, <laughs> they put on a lot of really cool like antics. I would say, just to just to, like put on more yeah. of an engaging show to the crowd. And I've actually tried some of that myself at um, my last show. So Family Force 5 came out, and they had, like, sumo wrestlers and, like, mm-hmm. what like the yeah. T-Rex costumes and all my that favorite. stuff. I
1: don't know if you caught it or not, but uh, I can't remember which ones. who was who. But he yeah. had a mug of him holding a mug, like a picture on the mug of him holding a mug.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and
1: then it was up on the screen. <laughs> so so it was another it. picture yeah. of him holding a mug. That's awesome. amazing.
0: But yeah, <laughs> yeah but... I think I ahead. saw
3: them in concert one time, and they were doing just absolutely crazy stuff on the stage. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah they fun. do
0: a lot of antics for sure. Uh, but uh, at a recent show of mine, I was like, I want to have some fun. So I brought... Um, I did... My intro for this show was like a, a Pokemon Game Boy theme yeah. sound. And I had my roommates dress up in Pokemon Pikachu onesies. And they came out on stage and danced like during that like opening song. It was really Oh my cool. goodness. You brought those to church one day. Yes. Yes. Oh. I actually yeah. Those exact ones, yes. It was great. So there's my inner nerd, I would say, I was bringing out some Pikachu's on stage. So Cool. <laughs> but, that
1: was actually our next question was uh what we ask this with everybody, a mm-hmm. um, nerd or not? What do you geek out about? Um, I know you said you still have an old N sixty four.
0: I do. Yeah, me and my roommates have like Nintendo sixty four parties like every other night. That's so we amazing. have like so Super Smash Bros. Um, all the Mario games, like Kirby, uh, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, all of those. Uh, Mario Kart, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I, my favorite. That's, I mean, my favorite has always been Pokemon. I played that since I was a little kid, and I've tried, like, the newer games, like the DS and the 3DS ones, and some of them are cool. The, the remakes they did were really cool. Yeah. Um, the new, new, new one, the Sun and Moon one, I kind of don't like. Aww. Just personally, because Aww. they took away all the gyms, mm-hmm. and they made it, like, yeah. the thing. It's a little weird. So it's a little different. It's still cool to always, you know, catch new Pokemon and stuff like that, but...
1: I love the, uh the old Pokemon that they've like, changed the types in that yeah. game. That's super cool. To I haven't played the game yet, but mm-hmm. that's me. I was super yeah, excited. Yeah, they started
0: adding new types and stuff, and then they like remade some of the old ones. Yeah. So those mm-hmm. ones are really cool.
1: That's awesome. Did you get out about anything besides video games? Comics? Movies? Um,
0: I love Marvel movies. I'm starting to get into the Marvel movies, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I try to... It's like my jam. Right. I go to I go to see movies like... We try to go see some at least like twice a month. Yeah. And then we go on, like $5 Tuesday Yep. you know and just see a movie and it's great but um something I geek out about would be I would say sounds like I'll be walking and I'll be like doing life and I'll just hear like some weird sound and i be like oh my gosh I want to record that and somehow put it into a <laughs> song or something and just yes. that's what I geek out about and people are like you're crazy how do you even hear that I was like it just <laughs> I don't know it just resonates with my heart it's like so in liking movies
1: And Um, being a sound guy. Yeah. Do you ever hear a sound in a movie and you know that
0: that's some kind of like loop you've heard before Um, or like a sound bit from something? Kind of. I've heard, like I hear like all the the trailers and stuff when they Mm -hmm. play the trailers and you're at the theater and you hear like the surround sound. You're like, whoa, like that's something I would do. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, I would make some crazy like trailers for sure. But just, I don't know. You never Hans, hear anything, and like, you, like
1: see it on, like remember it from your computer.
0: Right, oh, exactly, yeah. right. I've and I've sampled movie trailers and Star <laughs> Wars and all that kind of stuff. Samples—that so like, was the word I was looking for. Yeah, little samples. Mm-hmm. And then, I would just say Hans Zimmer, like the way he does his like audio production for like movies is like yeah. insane. Like nice. you just hear, he just adds so much volume to the movie. It's really cool. Sweet. It makes you feel a certain way about that scene. So. Awesome. But
1: cool man. Well yeah. thank you so much for getting on with us. Getting mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah, uh, thank you. We'll definitely have to have you on again sometime. Sweet. Uh where is is the final question. Super hard. Where can they find you at?
0: Um I'm trying to build my SoundCloud right now. It's kind lacking a little hey. bit. I have Facebook of course, Twitter, Instagram and i I'm sure people put stuff up on YouTube there's some stuff on there too, but (laughs) yeah, it's basically anything.com slash. I am focused. Perfect. I am focused. P H O C U S T. Yes.
1: Cool. All right.
0: Thanks man. Awesome. Thank you guys.
3: Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. So Shelly, what are you, what are you geeking out as far as news wise, news, news guys?
3: Well, I'm not really sure what to make of this news. Um, but Ben Affleck does not want to be Batman anymore after this next movie.
1: Hmm, that makes me so sad. <laughs> did he tell add. you that? Yeah, did, is this first-hand experience?
3: Oh, he told me that personally. <laughs> More on <a> personal
1: basis. <laughs> From the sounds of it, it's like somebody says they heard somebody say, hear Ben Affleck say it.
3: Like, yeah. So,
1: super grain of salt, but the way that like he's not directing the Batman movie, um, he's just gonna be acting in it, and like, yeah, the way the as secretive as they've been about it, that that definitely worries me.
3: Mhm. So, that's a little bit weird. That'd be bad. I feel like I don't know. Do You guys like Batfleck? I've never. I technically I have not seen a movie with him. As bat, like Batfleck. I still have not seen Batman vs. Superman. I still haven't seen uh, any of Suicide those. Squad? Su- I haven't seen Suicide Squad yet. That's still one I actually do want to see. I don't really care about seeing Batman vs. Superman in all honesty. But I do want to see, the director's see cut. It's
1: good. What about you, okay. Joe? Do you, do you like his portrayal?
2: The The Pitbull Batman? I actually do. Yeah. <laughs> Pitbull Batman. <laughs> I, I will, I'm excited to see his solo movie. I, yeah. I, I think it'll be good. They were talking
1: about. I hope it's doing good. Doing kind of an Eleanor style, like uh, he's very much. Who's Eleanor? <laughs> uh, L A. Oh uh, wait, is it? It's not Eleanor. I was thinking of the game Eleanor, but like film. Oh, noir. film noir. L A. Noir. That is okay. the
2: difference. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Um, film noir, where it would be kind of a detective movie, and I think that yeah. would have been really creative. And Ben Affleck directing that, I think, would have been a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be sad if they like they have to recast him. They've got way too much money into this whole universe.
0: Yeah,
3: that's the thing that I'm just like, ooh, that could be a bad thing.
2: We're building a movie universe. I want out. That would be like if Iron Man after Iron
1: Man two, they're like, we're gonna do the Avengers, but we're gonna change Iron Man.
3: Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Whole I, I guess he wants to go. He wants to go join uh, his buddy over on the Great Wall. <laughs> that uh, I'd watch that movie. Him all and right, Matt uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Is
1: it Matt Damon. It's Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, Matt it's Damon. Matt Damon. I never remember the two Matt Damon and uh the other, remember, the other person, Channing Tatum. I think it's. Who I get mixed up.
3: <laughs> Channing Tatum. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not judging. Anyway, um, is he
2: the one that goes? My name is Jeff. My, My name, name is Jeff. They name look alike, Jeff. except not at all. Just, yeah, I, I was going to say, they,
3: they actually don't look like anything like...
1: In my mind, they do. Anyways.
3: <laughs> Whatever. So, <laughs> bat flick Moving on. Something that is really interesting. Uh, Tom Clays is the Division. I know a lot of people really like that game. There's a movie mm-hmm. in the works for that game.
2: Mm-hmm. I basically 100% of that game. I mi- I was missing, like, one achievement.
3: I've not played it
2: since I haven't played any of the expansion content, but I played a lot of the original game. Why didn't you yeah. go
1: achieve that one achievement?
2: It was a multiplayer achievement.
1: I <laughs> <That got> really <laughs> multiplayer really achievements bad. are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Like, I needed to get three more kills in the dark zone or something. I don't even remember now. It's been a while, but <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Okay. I think it's interesting that they're like going for this movie with the way Assassin's Creed went. Yeah. Was I still haven't
2: seen it. I haven't seen it either. I've just heard terrible things. I heard good things. Really?
3: I, I heard It didn't do well in the bad. box. Office. What did
2: what did geeksundergrace dot com say?
3: <laughs> well.
2: LJ's gonna have to cut because i 'cause I'm gonna
1: have to find out now. <laughs> we can't just not know. <laughs> <laughs> But Assassin's Creed Unity, that's not what I wanted. Nope. Surely we have a movie review of that, don't we? I think we do. I'm trying to open it now, <laughs> so
2: give me 20 minutes and... Yeah, the website is totally hosed for me too. Like, it is just sitting there spinning.
3: No. <sighs> okay, just cut
2: that it? out, LJ. Okay, there we go, it came up. Uh, 7.5. I think got a 7.5, Joe. <laughs> yeah, hey, check it out. Uh, Victoria Grace Howell, reviewed that over on GeeksUnderGrace.com. <laughs> there we go. So 7.5, that's not deal. 7.5, so...
3: Yeah, I don't that know. I think a
2: very I've, meh movie. And it generally, out. a 7 and above is good, man. Okay.
3: <laughs> what we do need, though, is a video game movie sides. that everyone can agree on is really good. Because Assassin's Creed... I don't think anyone, everyone, can agree that it was like really good. There hasn't been a video game movie, pretty much ever.
2: I think the division's broad enough that it could, it could be a good movie. I mean, like the thing is, the division could appeal to people who don't know it's a video game. Yeah, right.
3: that's why I am hoping will you know it'll we'll be good. For
2: I mean, to honestly, if you didn't know it was a video game, you would think, okay, this is just kind of an action, action movie world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a crazy terrorist premise.
1: Yeah, I can see it. I mean the Resident Evil movies I think they kinda stand. they they very much stand on their own. Not to go back to my Resident Evil thing that I've got going on. Oh, yet. they're definitely
2: video game movies.
1: I love that they all have a boss battle. But like if you didn't know they were video games, they would just be zombie movies. Yeah. They've got their own genre without being like World of Warcraft is very much like a a World of Warcraft video game movie.
3: Yeah. So but probably yeah. does well. I want good movies. That'd be Yeah hopefully that will go well but that's yeah. that's, that's kind a, of oh, it I, for
2: um movie news I mean if you look at other Tom Clancy properties that have been turned into movies yeah there's some that are really really well received and some that are kind of mediocre what other Tom we we're talking Clancy about Ben Affleck some of all fears was Tom Clancy oh, okay Hunt for Red October is Tom Clancy
1: okay <laughs>
2: Tom clancys he was... The man is no longer with us. Oh. Rest in peace. But he's... he I mean, he's been creating... He, he'd he been creating novels for decades.
1: I feel really ignorant right now.
3: Yeah, Joe just schooled you. I wow. mean...
2: <laughs> Rainbow Six has been around in novel form since I was in high school. I'm taking notes at this Maybe point. Maybe before that. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> Rainbow Six is a video game series, but it was also a novel series. There's also the Net Hack. He's man. He's done a ton of stuff. A lot of his stuff is like political. Mm -hmm. So, like one of the books I read in high school. There's a lot of language and foul content in some of his books, but it's called The Bear and the Dragon, and it's pretty good. Um, If uh, you know, it's I think it's like Russia versus China, kind of, and you got spy stuff going on and. And all that sort of stuff. That's a big part of the reason I like Clancy is because with his books and stuff, he did a lot of hands-on military research cool. going into writing his novels. So, huh,
1: that's awesome. I yeah, I used no to be idea. a big
2: Clancy fan. So sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm I'm really excited for Wildlands coming out too.
3: Hmm. So.
2: But yeah. Anyway, uh, TV news. Yeah. TV news. Yeah. My my yeah. neck
1: of the woods. Yas. Um, yes. There is a lot of stuff going on. So, I don't know. I think it's Adi Shankar. Um, he's a director. You guys may remember the really dark, rated-R, gritty uh, Power Rangers video he did in 2005. He also did that really cool Punisher uh, video short, all on web, um, where he's like a laundry laundromat, and then just Punisher goes crazy. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. always very rated-R with this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, he's going to be on Netflix. He's making Castlevania, and that's for sure happening. Uh, that, I think, it sounds like that's in the works right now. Um, and it's going to be uh, super rated R. I won't quote him, um, but very R, basically, is what he said, with more colorful language. Um, he said very much like Game of Thrones, which I think is, will be interesting. Uh, I don't know if he can pull off, he can definitely pull off the rated R of Game of Thrones. Don't know if he can pull off the uh, intense storytelling that is Game of Thrones, so we'll see. But I know a lot of people are super excited for Castlevania uh, being a Netflix show. And he even says, um, you know, gaming game movies haven't done well in the past. He thinks that he could change that with Castlevania and with Netflix's medium of making a super long movie because that allows him to, you know, really deep uh, dive into the characters. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, I figured Joe would be super excited about Castlevania. But you also don't like a lot of hard R stuff. so.
2: I, that's true. I do like Castlevania, though. Yeah. The, the other thing he says he's working on, and I don't
1: know... I, I'm super confused about this news. I, almost, I had to check to see if it was fake or not, um, but I'm finding multiple sources. Uh, apparently, he's also working with Netflix on a Power Rangers animated show... Um, that will also be dark, gritty, rated R, like his hey. uh, web video he did.
3: Huh.
1: And so I've, I've never seen Power Rangers in animated form. It's weird to do that with Voltron on Netflix because um, of Megazord, it's obvious. Um, and then we, we don't need a rated R Power Rangers. Like, I understand PG 13. PG-13 Make sense.
2: my
0: minions
1: grow
2: and literally slaughter everything. <laughs> exactly, like the Putty Patrol will pull you literally limb from limb.
1: I imagine like Adult Swim's like cheap animated like shows that they do. No, no offense, Adult Swim. They have some great shows, but they also have um, like Metalocalypse
2: and uh, the stuff on the shallow end of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> Adult Wade. Adult Wade. <laughs> uh,
1: and, like Metal Ocalypse is hilarious. Um, the few episodes that I've watched, but it's you know what I mean. Like it, I I picture very cheap animation, um, okay, and then it being dark and it just it doesn't really make sense in my head. So we'll see um, if it actually happens. I I haven't heard anything from Saban. Who um, nothing goes for Power Rangers if Sabon doesn't say so, right? Um, so well. We'll see. I think it's really weird. It's weird timing with the movie coming out. Um, yeah, that's that's the strangest news. And then uh, finally, in TV news, also in TV news, is something everyone's freaking out about, and people probably shouldn't be, and that is the Firefly reboot. Um, Firefly. the Fire uh, that might be really hard on people's headphones. I'm sorry. The uh, the Firefly. <laughs> Who are they reboot. gonna
2: get to play each of the roles?
1: Huh? I. See, I feel like... It's being called a reboot. I feel like the right way to do it would be to have the movie be canon, because a lot of people don't want the movie to be canon, for obvious reasons that I won't say, because it would spoil a lot. Um, I think the movie should be canon, and then it should either be Mel getting... Um, and it should be Nathan Fillion, if they can get him. Uh, crewing another... Having another crew. Uh, or have it be a completely different cast in general, and then have Mel and everyone else kind of cameo when they can get those actors in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So almost like it's a follow-up story, not yeah. a continuation.
1: I think that right. would be the best way to do it. Um, that way, if it fails, we can all still have our old Firefly.
3: Yeah.
2: Because
1: um, yeah. if they put it in the middle, I mean, then we have to think that that's canon, and then we'll all cry.
2: Well, you've got to go with a new cast, or at least write some characters out, right? Yeah. Because... The the guy that played Shepherd passed away.
1: Right. And we talked about it on the podcast so, when that happened.
2: Right. Um,
1: right. Yeah. I I don't know so here's the thing, this is why I say don't get too excited about this news. Everyone I said is freaking out about it. Um Fox has said if Joss Whedon is on board, we will make this show. <sighs> but that saying, if Joss Whedon, who makes movies now, directs this TV show, we will let it happen. And then he'll have to go and get the cast for it. And if he wants that much of the original cast to be recurring, that's going to be really hard because a lot of that cast is uh, way bigger than they were back with Firefly. Um, and also busy. Uh, you know, they're all doing their own their own thing right now. Except for Mel, uh, which I think is really interesting. Nathan Fillion just got done with his big show, The Castle. Um, so he's not really too tied up. But... I... It seems like it's like a maybe, if, possibly. I, I wouldn't get your hopes up. I would not get my hopes up at all and then be very pleased when it happens.
3: Yeah, Hope okay.
1: for the best, expect the worst.
3: That's a good way to go throughout <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> Hope for the best, expect the worst, and then you won't be let down. Um it just seems can't be let like down if you expect the worst. <laughs> exactly, one are those what are those memes with the. Uh, uh, I love that meme. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just there's too many variables for people to be freaking out the way that they are. Um,
2: one can right. help though. Uh, Joe, what are you geeking out about as far as news goes? Uh, so with news this week, the bi- the biggest news I think that's in uh, anything that we've we've got is that Steam is getting rid of their, their green light system. They're kind of moving to a, a different format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't understand all the ins and outs of it, but I think instead of getting green lit, the, the creators are going to have to pay to have their their stuff put up on the Steam platform. Right. Interesting. To Steam's... To, to Valve's credit, it's another way to make more money. It's also a way to weed out some of the junk. Mm-hmm. My only concern is, you know, how... How much cool indie stuff is this potentially going to weed out? Now, granted, hundred dollars isn't that much of a hit, right? To put yourself on the platform,
1: but five thousand—that's I mean, that's, could be.
2: Yeah, so like hundred dollars is what Apple charges their developers a year. Mm-hmm. You can get the Apple development license, and I believe and I mean, you, you still have, still pay have to be vetted.
1: Now. I think you have to pay a hundred now, and that hundred goes to charity. Okay, I read it correctly.
3: Okay. Huh.
2: So. But, I mean, my only worry is that this this could potentially weed out some really cool stuff. Right. Um, because the indie scene has, they bring the noise a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Even when they're not AAA, highly sung things. I mean, you know, you look at Stardew Valley, which was created by one person, and that game is Big. absolutely bananas. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about one guy that did all that. Yeah, Should be I, I believe it's going
1: to be on Nintendo Switch. It's a long ways from one guy.
2: It's on the PS4 and Xbox One as well. Yeah. I mean, so... Language. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, if, if the guy can't afford 100 bucks, we never get to experience that now. Right. Where beforehand, if, if it had a big enough following, they could vote it in. So, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Um, also, you know, this time in a month, we're going to have our Nintendo Switches.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: Uh, and... Word has come out that they're going to have a global test fire weekend for Splatoon 2 next month. Oh, wow. So people are going to get a chance to do it March 24th, 25th, and 26th. Um, Really limited windows, though. Like, download this big thing, you know, their global test fire. And then, so, the Sunday that they're doing it, the 26th, that's the last day of it, 7 to 7.59 a.m. is the whole open window for that day. They're doing it one hour. Oh, wow. Um with Saturday, which is their biggest day, they're doing an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon, and an hour at night. So it's like seven to seven fifty nine, three to three fifty nine, and eleven to eleven fifty nine PM.
1: I wonder if it's gonna be possible to get in the rooms. I wonder if they'll have it. Somewhere. Right, it's gonna be crazy oh, sure. on I mean, uh, the same time. Yeah. I was
2: say I assume everybody that owns a switch is gonna be trying to get into that. Yeah. Interesting. Um Yeah, it's going to have a spectator mode and and land play support. The proper game will. So I don't know if we'll see any of that in the test fire, the global test fire. I would like to kind of see what they're doing with two, but I don't know if I'm even going to try to fight those queues and hope that I get in during one of those. I mean, the Friday it opens, you get two possible hours to play if you can get in. So I don't know. Huh. Um on top of that, something a little bit more fun, you know, they had the uh, the DDR World Championships this weekend. Hey.
3: Yeah.
2: And I didn't know that that was still a thing, but it is. Um awesome. Yeah, and and an American took it. Wow.
3: Hey. Chris Chike.
2: Chris Chike, aka I am Chris for life.
1: <laughs> we can't do anything else in the game
2: but we can dance. Well, hey, <laughs>
3: do something.
2: DDR it up. Yeah. I used to be a mad DDR man. Really? Yeah, the people that live below me in my dorm probably hated me. <laughs> me and my roommate would DDR for like two hours a day. So if we get you a DDR, can we, can we do footage? Can we Can we film you? Yeah, I'll blister you, son. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. <laughs> Get we were right. talking about EDM. I mean, we just finished uh, an interview with an EDM artist. Yeah. Some of his stuff would fit right in a DDR game. Oh, that would oh, be totally. cool. That would be really cool. So, yeah, other than that, not too much going on this weekend. Um, we got a couple of big releases to mention this week. Uh, the biggest, of course, being For Honor. That's Ubisoft's game, you know, where you can play as either Knights samurai or vikings that would be another great movie knights versus vikings versus samurai yep i want it that would be a cool movie (laughs) Uh, the other big game coming out this week maybe not quite as much of a following but i played the the previous title and really really enjoyed it sniper elite four comes out this week Uh, and that's the one where you know if you get a good shot It kind of zooms into an X ray camera.
3: Oh, yeah. It's pretty
2: graphic. I mean, you don't want kids playing this, but it zooms into an X ray camera, and you get to watch the bullet travel in bullet time through the human body. Yeah, I've seen Um, uh,
3: gameplay of that, and it looks really cool. I don't think I would do it well at all, but, you know.
2: Yeah. It's fun to watch. I played three on the Xbox One and had a blast with it, so. Cool. I'm sure four will be cool, too but that's really all the game news this week
1: sweet awesome I want to give uh, Focus props again thank you so much for joining us on the podcast we uh, always appreciate it Um, definitely becoming a good friend of mine which is awesome Um, so thank you Focus make sure you go check out his work Uh, Joe where can they find you at?
2: Find me on Twitter at Jono's Games, and uh, every Saturday I've been trying to stream at least for a couple hours at beam.pro slash righteousfurygaming. Cool. And Shelly?
3: You can find me on Twitter at the ShellShaw 24 and you can still find me on Twitch at shellshot24. Cool.
1: And you can find me anywhere. You can type in Cody Armor. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Keep gaming. Keep praying. God bless. Peace. Peace out, folks